Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Tech Bite with Mark Strauss. And now, Mark Strauss. That's you, buddy. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Bulldog. How are you, buddy? Alan Coach. How is everybody? We are doing well. How are things over there in Houston? Well, in Houston today, it's going to get a little bit rainy. We've been having a little bit of rain, like two weeks of it. So I would like to see, you know, some nice, beautiful sunshine days occur, but we'll get them back. But I wanted to talk to you guys today about so many subjects. In fact, we've got an action-filled segment today. And in fact, you know... I was blown away when I was doing my notes about today because I am literally doing episodes with you guys and we're watching history repeat itself. And to think we've done 46 of these and now we seem to have a cycle that, and I'm serious, about every four to five weeks we have a major hack occurring in the United States just based on my show notes. So today I'm going to talk about something that, it's pretty bloody scary. And I don't want anyone to get freaked out because it's not a freaked out moment yet, but I do want people to start paying attention to when I said that, what can we do, which Bulldog has said to me many times, and uh, Coach and Al, you've asked me the same question, you know, what can we do? How can we make change things? It's your local government, your state governments. When it comes to technology and big tech right now, our Congress and federal government really has not picked up the gauntlet and run with it. But states are, and states are changing the game, and states are making a difference, which means it's power to the people at a more localized level that is actually changing the world and going to change the way the world is perceived because this technology stuff is getting out of hand. And today I'm going to talk about JBS, which is responsible for 23% of American meat, and they are. Hey, Mark, had you ever heard? Of, had you ever heard of these guys before? Yesterday? Nope. Me I neither. was completely unaware. They have all these. Uh, and the way this all works, guys, is JBS is not a brand you would know, but you will probably know some of their uh, auxiliary brands. And I'm not going to go into the brands right now because I have a bigger show, and this okay. is just a, a headline. Yeah. But JBS in the meat packing and, and also in the meat distribution and everything they do with meat and meats, their servers got hacked. Um, they've got some of the meat packing plants in the United States are actually closed right now. And we are not totally certain to the extent of the hack. But when you look at 23% of anything being taken out in a country, and when you realize that this is a worldwide situation now, that the JBS doesn't just work in the United States, they work all over the world. So when they get hit, you're looking at food shortages. And unfortunately, you've also heard something else in the news, which is inflation. Well, these hits to our infrastructure, like the pipeline, now meat, will create spikes in prices, which actually does take, uh, does really make an inflational effect. And that inflational effect will occur. And what's amazing is we've got hit with gas. Now we're being hit with meat. What's next? So the bottom line here is, since we don't know to the extent of how this hack went down, we don't know very much about it. But what we do know is today, they're still suffering from that hack. What we know is these hacks are working and they are getting behind the firewalls of these companies that are responsible for our infrastructure. JBS profits from us buying their goods but they are not spending enough of their infrastructure to secure 
their infrastructure uh, from harm. Okay, Mark, can I let me interrupt you because I know you've said this before, and you, you we talked about it during the um, uh, the Colonial Pipeline thing, and that their company is not spending enough. How do you know that? Because what if JBS is doing everything they can? Is it really fair to say that? Because what if they are spending a ton of money on cybersecurity, yet these hackers are just a little bit better? Anyone today that doesn't air gap all their different locations from each other and come up with ways to make sure that they cannot be taken out with a crippling cyber attack, which realizing that cyber attacks will target their office machines, and you're not aware of that today, and you can go to any cyber security firm and ask them, how am I going to be breached? And if you don't have a contingency to bring your infrastructure back up, and you're an infrastructure piece of the United States, within 24 hours, in my opinion, you don't have the right plan, and you haven't been taking it very seriously. Okay. So it's not the fact that you're going to be hacked. I want to make it very clear to every businessman listening to me, you probably will. Right. But your plan after you get hacked, especially if you're responsible for infrastructure, should be as important and as fast as humanly possible. I think you all would agree with me on that one, yeah. right? Yeah, that well, when, when, so, well, when SolarWinds got hacked, isn't that what their whole thing is, was infrastructure-based? Yes. Okay. And even they admitted they were caught off guard. Okay. Because they never thought, in their hubris, they would be hacked. Okay. That's my point. Yeah. I'm not suggesting, Bulldog, and it would sound really arrogant, wouldn't it, if Mark was saying, hey, you spent enough money, you will not be hacked. I am not saying that. Okay. I'm saying I think we're a little bit too lax about what happens if we do get hacked. We don't have contingency plans in place. And when you're looking at infrastructure, well, do you, you have do you to have know, a totally different mindset. When you say you get hacked, do you know how and what impact a hack is going to do? And so how do you know how to react to it? Well, you did a really good question. Well, let's put it this way to you. We now know that in a lot of these hacks that we've talked about on this show, people are getting hacked at their office level. So their infrastructure is being shut down on a business-wide level. Well, if a firm today does not have a backup of all their vital files that they use every day in a secure location that is air-gapped from their main office, so they could operate if they've been hacked, in other words, a secondary infrastructure, and if you're responsible for 23% of the meat in the United States, I think you'd want to put that kind of infrastructure in place, don't you? Okay, no, I... Think of it this way to you. Uh, an aircraft carrier has two control rooms. Why? Because if the enemy takes out one, you want to be able to direct this, this 5,000-member, you know, floating town. You want to be able to direct it somewhere. So you have a contingency in place. Okay. So why do these companies not have a contingency of how do they operate should their main headquarters be compromised? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And ultimately, think about it. If this was the way we operated our homes, we would have a contingency. And if you were running a hospital and you didn't put a generator into your hospital so you could operate during a power failure, would you be negligent? Yes. Yeah. Because you'd say, hey, you're taking care of people's lives. Well, meat supply, oil supply, these are just as important. And we don't see these things eye to eye. Society right now looks at making a profit as more important than keeping vital infrastructure running. And this is absolutely 
a, a, a byproduct of the boardroom and the profitability of a company is more important than the contingency of what happens if this day occurs, you get hacked, you're down, and now you can't provide your service. That's not really considered in the boardroom. I wish it were because we wouldn't be having these issues. But for Americans, meat's going to go up again. Now they're going to have gas going up and meat prices going up. That's a double whammy, and that will affect American you know, budgets. And I'm sad about that. But now that was actually not the, the, no. the true thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, but I thought that was pretty dramatic, and that came up as I was doing the research for today's topic. Yeah. Do you want to talk about today's topic? Yes, I would like to talk about today's topic because it's actually this one is really radical. Okay. So today's topic is location tracking, and the edge is turning GPS off as little in 2021. So how many of you guys thought that if you have a cell phone and you turn off GPS tracking, you're good, and let's say Facebook and everyone can't track you anymore? How many of you thought that? I don't think Not anybody me. believes that. I think everybody because, knows you're being tracked all the time. Ask me this it's, question five right. years ago, and we would have been did for conversation. Mark, wasn't there a study also where they took the SIM cards even out of the phones and, they, and realized they could still track them without that in? Yes, absolutely. Uh, totally true. We're going to talk about that. So this is the deal. I had a friend ask me this last week, you know, well, how can I really achieve privacy? And there's this wonderful man on YouTube called Rob Braxman. And Braxman is spelled B-R-A-X-M-A-N. And Bob, Rob Braxman really has come out with some incredibly good videos on technology. And I'm pulling a lot of this information from Rob's videos. And Rob is a security expert and owns a VPN anonymizing service. And he's really into creating phones that can't be tracked. And that's one of his big fortes. So this guy is really enmeshed in this, these security concerns, and I'm going to be pulling a lot of my information from his research. Okay. Um, but we're going to talk about Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, um, cell phone carriers, government. We're going to talk about Jigsaw and Plantier. These are data collection companies, and we'll talk about Wi-Fi triangulation, Wi-Fi scanning, Apple AirTags, Amazon Sidewalk, 5G, facial recognition, EXIF. EXIF is a photo standard. And finally, ultrasound and gyro. And you're going to go, what in the world are all those things? Well, everything I just mentioned are different ways that your phone can track you. So that little list becomes really a big list, and it becomes super scary as I get into some of these subjects because I don't think anyone realizes what that Facebook picture really represents when you tag someone in a picture and how this really operates. So today we're going to take a little adventure and the adventure is going to be that Bulldog and Mark go on a little outing Ooh. and we haven't told our wives where we're going because Bulldog and I are going to buy them two presents for Mother's Day and we don't want them to know. So of course we're not telling them where we're going. So Bulldog and Mark go off on our little adventure and we arrive at this beautiful little store and the lady is so taken by us, she decides to take a selfie of us. And she puts that selfie up on her board on Facebook because we were two really cool clients that came into a store. So she just wanted to promote us, mm -hmm. promote the store, and off she goes. She takes the photograph. 
in the photograph is Big Al and Coach that are sneaking to actually spy on Mark and 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 you know and Bulldog because they're going to find out for their wives what's going on. So they're trying to spy on us, and they get caught in the background in this photograph. That's right. You see them, you know, peeking around the corners of shelves, and you see their two little faces, and they get caught in this photograph this lady takes, and she uploaded it. As soon as she uploaded that photograph to Facebook, Facebook will scan the EXIF designation of the photograph, which is built into every single phone unless you turn it off. And what EXIF does, it puts your GPS coordinates into the photograph. It tells, really, Facebook so, exactly where you were up to six feet away. So is, it, is, it, is that like a facial recognition of Alan Coach in the background? Is that... We're just about oh. to get to that step. Okay. So do you follow? Now the photograph has got GPS coordinates built into it now. Okay. And the photograph has got all of these likenesses and these cute little faces sneaking, uh, sneaking around. And you've got everything in the photograph. Okay. It's uploaded. As soon as the AI of the uploaded image meets either the Google service, Facebook service, it really doesn't matter, any of these new servers, the artificial intelligence will scan the photographs and will do facial recognition. Hmm. Then it will go, wow, there's, there's Al, there's Coach, and wow, there's Mark, and there's Bulldog. They will tag us. Suddenly, now Facebook knows where we are all at. And what is important is that photograph now has put all of us at a geographic location, irrespective if we wanted to be tagged or not. Did I make my point clear? Yeah. Everyone yeah. in photographs are being tagged, yeah. irrespective of if you've opted in or not. Wow. Now, law enforcement gets involved. They subpoena the records of Facebook, and they say, hey, we want to know what was going on in this general location. And with the AI of Facebook, that's scanning every single one of their apps, and now you bring in things like Amazon Sidewalk or Ring or these other tools, and you triangulate all of this information with artificial intelligence, you know exactly where people are, even if they're opting in or out. And you don't need any GPS because other people's phones are being just as effective of spying on you. And I mean spy on you because you never consented into the AI scanning you. But you see, we become so accustomed to AI scanning our photographs to choose and to create these virtual albums that just pop up on your Android phone or your, or your uh, iOS phone. And your Apple phone suddenly has these beautiful little albums that are created. Those albums are scanned and those albums are created by Apple knowing what's inside your photographs. And what is so important about this is not only do they know what's in the photographs, they know if you're at your house, they know if you're at your business because they're scanning for the objects behind you. They're scanning for your environment. And that allows them to geofence you. So you go and buy an Amazon product like an Echo and you put it inside your house and you go, great, I got this. But Amazon put a 900 megahertz transceiver and receiver for Bluetooth inside their devices, and they can scan up to half a mile around each one of those devices in ideal situations. You know, every Bluetooth device that comes by those devices. Then Amazon does one tricky little, little additional um, deal. 
they'd only scan for the Bluetooth device, but then they log the serial number of that device, oh, and now God. they know that that Bluetooth device is always around that particular Amazon device. They've got you. Now, you take the tagged photograph that I talked about on Facebook, and the authorities can completely trace you through third-party um, photographs, through third-party apps, and you had nothing to do with it. That's insane. That, that is, you, know, you know, the only thing I really, truly got out of this thing is that I am not going <laughs> Mother's Day shopping with you. <laughs> That's it. Good move. We're not shopping together. You have gotten me in so much trouble, Mark. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. So now yeah. we, we bring in air tags. So air tags and tiles, air tags and tiles are these cute little devices that allow you to, to basically find a product. So Apple basically says for 30 bucks, you can put an AirTag inside any device or, or attach it to any device, and we will scan that device for you and tell you where your device is. But let's talk about how that works. That hmm. uses what's called a mesh network. The mesh network sold cell phones, all the Apple cell phones. The one peculiar thing about an AirTag for it to work, an AirTag tags all Apple phones. So basically, any Apple phone that is within range of an AirTag, the AirTag will have a little conversation with your phone. It's anonymous, but the AirTag will go, I'm serial number so-and-so, and I'm AirTag. Will you just note that I'm by you? Well, do you understand that means that every single iOS phone is actually snooping on AirTags, and AirTags are snooping on those phones either way. And bottom line is, if you wanted to be really, you wanted to basically snoop on someone, you throw a tile or an air tag into their bag or into their backpack. It will roll to the bottom. Most people don't look at the bottom of their backpack. You could, you don't have to follow them to their home. You wait for them to get to their home because you monitor your air tag and the location of your air tag. And the air tag will basically narc on you, not because it's actually itself logging onto a Wi-Fi network, it's actually the passive mesh network occurring that as it transacts with all these different phones along its journey of movement, it will then tell these different phones where you're at. And these different phones will then call into home, that is Apple Central computers, and say, hey, the AirTag's here, put it on a map. But do you appreciate you are being completely tracked through that whole transaction? So we have a listener that says, so know, Amazon has a free photo storage. Should they not use that? If you use any of the free services, including Apple, Google, Amazon, you're going to have facial recognition and, um, and everything I just described occur, especially Amazon. Well, well, wait a second. You already said this, Mark, that if you're getting something for free, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Yeah, That's right. So you just got to remember that. You, there's no such thing as a free ride. If you do not want to be scanned, then create your own digital server, which you can go and buy a NAS, a network uh, attached device, which has some hard drives on it, and create your own. Oh, you do want respect. A, a, I'm thinking about doing that. <laughs> well, if you're not going to do it, and you're going to be lazy, and you want privacy, those don't go together. You're going to have to do some work for privacy. Because today, the easy is what we're providing you for free, and that allows yourself to be tracked completely. Go ahead, I mean, did, did any of you guys give permission to Amazon with, your, with, your, with the Echoes to basically listen to your environment? Of uh, course we, sure we did. Yes, I sure did. Sure we did. We just yeah. didn't read it. I didn't, of course we, we didn't know it, but we did. 
Yes, because yeah. you, you agreed to the license agreement, but you didn't really think they were doing these things. Because you always told, well, we're only accepting your anonymous data. But what they didn't tell you is if you anonymize enough data around a person, they're no longer anonymous. They're defined. So the anonymous data has got to the point now that they've got so good at this game that they can triangulate on so many different levels, they will always find you some way. So again, going back to some of the things we talked about, I mean, we all knew about government carriers, for example, cell phone carriers have different rules because they're part of the infrastructure of the old hardline um, phone systems. So they actually have to um, give the government any information they, the government needs to if the government gets a subpoena. So the subpoenaed um, information from a cell phone carrier can be all of your data that the cell phone carrier is amassed, which usually will be where you're at, what location you're at, which cell phone towers picked up your phone call, which cell phone tower did you finish your phone call on, and they have all that data. So that data is available by subpoena already. Then you've got Facebook with this ability to actually do facial tracking. And then you've got amazing some other deals, which I'd like to talk about in, a, in, a, in, in an adjunct episode to this, about Plantier and Jigsaw, because Plantier and Jigsaw do some really, well, some people would say bad things to your data, and other people would say they're bringing in the future, the Minority Report, that old Tom Cruise movie, that future. And these people are the people that are joining all this data together, but that's a different episode. So what I wanted to really explain to, to sum this up today mm-hmm. is that crazy amounts of interconnecting pieces are occurring behind the scenes with everyone's information. And photographs all the way to your posts are now allowing these companies to basically track you. And they're tracking you without GPS. They're tracking you from other people's phones, and they're tracking you from the the CCD cameras, that means the closed-circuit cameras, in your cities. You're being tracked on all levels. And so this idea of privacy is evolving to we really are not private if you're in public any longer, and AI can track you through almost any leg of your journey because, again, let me really bring it together. You have... In your local community in Delaware, you probably have places that have, of course, closed-circuit cameras. And, of course, the cops know about those cameras. And if you were in California, those 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 closed-circuit cameras will be attached to AI that is actually constantly doing facial recognition. Or if you're in London, all of the cameras there are doing facial recognition all the time in public. So... You have that going on, and now you have this idea that people also um, know that their odds are that someone is taking a photograph within a geographic location of a crime scene. So now they look for social media posts of anything in that general area, and then Lauren Ordier will go, go and subpoena Facebook or Google behind the scenes and just say, listen, can we have the anonymous um, geographic geofenced area. So geofence means you take a geographic area and you fence it in and you say, I want everything in that area for the social posts of that day. And then law enforcement will get those posts again, anonymously, but that's nevertheless, it still allows them with remember all the other triangulation to triangulate. Then they have one more weapon. You're about to go on your day and you're commuting 
in the same space that this crime occurred, and you are being tracked passively by your phone's serial number that's moving through that environment, and they can track you through that also. So this idea that you can turn off your cell phone doesn't really work. So the SIM card allows you to be tracked, but then if you're on the Wi-Fi network and you don't have a SIM card in your phone and you're, and you're getting data through Wi-Fi, well, then you use Wi-Fi triangulation, which, again, means that they know you're there because Wi-Fi requires the phone checks in and says, hey, I am this phone. Here's my serial number. Can I log in? And the right. way the hey, Wi-Fi Mark? network... No, no, Mark, I, I know we can go on with this forever, but I we've got to take a break. We're jammed up on time. I, I don't want to not let you wrap this up because I know we got more yeah, so, part, part two of this next week. Yes, exactly. So this really, just to sum it all up, yeah. we really are in a situation now where I was blown away last night doing this research of how bad the spying has got. And I just don't want anyone to think that this is simply me um, suggesting that things are going bad. I think right now things are bad, and we really have to clean it up. And the way we're going to clean it up is by bringing in awareness and people thinking before they just post everything. And be very careful what you post, especially if you are worried about what could happen if someone sees a picture that's taken of you, because today the artificial intelligence will scan it, and it will go into the public. Okay, so, so then how, all right, Mark, with all, uh, and, and I know we got to go, but I want to know, and we can work on it for next week, with all this technology you're talking about, why are there still unsolved crimes? It seems to me like you'd know everything about everybody. Well, Bulldog, the fact is we are solving crimes way faster than okay. we used to, and okay. crimes are really on the descent. We just have more people. Got it. Okay. All right, Mark Strauss, another tech bite right there. Should be... Uh, 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 tech bites because we're going to do uh, another edition of this and find out more and it's going to really creep you out next week, right? Yeah, next week we go into how they collect the data and what they do with it. Awesome. You are a fountain of information, sir. Thank you, Mark. I will be in touch and, and uh, say hello to everybody there in Houston, okay? I will. Thank okay. you. All right, buddy. Thanks.